Rock Edition. Talking a lot about that today. Got a lot to say about Mr. Rock and Mr. Smith. Chris Rock, special on Netflix. Really, really, really interesting what went down on that special. Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful sunny day here in California. Thank you for listening again. Uh, remember, if you have any comments or anything, OG Middleman Podcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Follow me, share this podcast. I need more listeners. Help a brother out. Like I'm going to help out. Chris Rock today. I'm going to help a brother out. So you could not possibly have not heard about it or not seen it. It was a year ago that Will Smith infamously slapped Chris Rock on the stage of the Oscars. I saw it. I talked about it in a previous podcast. Not going to talk about that. Well, let let me just say a little bit about that. Definitely wrong. You don't hit anybody. You never hit somebody unless you need to defend yourself. Now, he was not being attacked physically, but he was there was certainly an attack verbally happening to his wife, to Jada Pinkett. And he felt it was necessary to, to get up there and defend his wife's honor. And let me tell you something to that point. East Coast style. That's how we did stuff. That's how we did things when we were younger. This is the, times are changed now. We don't go and hit people when they when they say something bad about us, although some people do. But back in the day, this is what happened. You said something about your girlfriend, your wife, your mama. Talk, don't talk about my mother, right? That was reason to smack somebody. And there's, there was some kind of history, I guess, going on. Will Smith said something. I mean, uh, Chris Rock said something about Jada, blah, blah, blah. There was all that was going on. So, But that was a long-ass walk for Will Smith to, to go up there and smack him. That was a lot of time to think about what you're going to do when you get up on that stage. In distance, it wasn't a long time. It was not a long distance. But... In time, that was a long-ass time to be thinking about, what am I going to get up there? And he smacked him. And then it, it just didn't end there. He started cursing from the audience. So that was a drama, crazy drama. And I don't know what Jada thought of it. No, we really don't even know what she thought of it. We know what the world thought of it. Man lost his marbles that night, the night that he's going to win the Academy Award. That, we, that much we know. And he knows he was wrong after he did it. He fucked up big time, and he knew it. That's why he disappeared for a while. He just laid low. And Chris Rock laid low. Nary a comment from Chris Rock after this happened. Nothing, not a word. But we knew he was going to. And this guy waited an entire year. He's been doing stand-up now for, you know, all this this past year. He's been going out on the road doing stand-up. 
and he wasn't talking about it. He was strategically saving this for the right moment. And, you know, made a made us a deal with Netflix, most likely saying, all right, this is I'm not going to see any jokes about it this entire year, but you're going to give me a Netflix special next year, right around the Oscars time. And then I'm going to talk about it. So let's talk about Chris Rock's special first. I had a friend call me, tell him he watched it three times because it was so funny. I'm going to grant grant that there were a couple of funny moments, but as a whole, it wasn't funny. It was just a bunch of retread jokes that we have heard a million times from a million different comedians. How many times do we think we need to hear that? Yeah, I'm old, but I get young women because I got money. How many times have we heard those jokes already? That wasn't anything new and fresh. And then you admitting on stage that I cheated on my wife. Was, was this some kind of cathartic um, process for you that you're going to go out there and tell the world that I cheated on my wife? You said three times. We know it was more than that. You know it was more than three times. It's probably a lot more. And now you got to pay your wife. You got children. You got to deal with this now. Yeah, that was real classy going out there. And then, and then you know, you, you saw the anger. You saw the anger coming at him. He was angry. Cheated on my wife. Now I got to pay. Uh, you know, you can see it coming out talking about her because because now he disrespected her even more talking about all the young women and all the things he's doing all the dating he's doing all the fun he's having while his kids and his wife are listening to this that yeah that's a real good man up there i felt very really 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 showed a lot of respect up there for him no one's talking about that part that just gleamed over what is there a pass out there now that's being given you know because you're a comedian and you're famous and you know you you married a woman and you promised you know to do certain things and you had children and then you cheated on her and then you can make jokes about it now and now we're all supposed to get for, say oh, oh it's cool oh you're but because you're so funny you're so funny i mean the crowd laughing away bunch of fucking sycophants up there chris rock fans oh chris bullshit Bullshit. Your jokes weren't funny. You know they weren't funny. You had one year to prepare for this big special, and this is what we got. I'm fucking young bitches. That's what you that's the whole joke. The whole night. Please don't tell me that show was good because it wasn't good. You know what you are, Chris Rock? You're just an old comedian trying to hang on. You had your time. You were funny. You were one of the funniest guys out there. But just like everybody else, you can't do stand-up anymore. You're not funny anymore. Your jokes are old. You got nothing new. You're not edgy. That's what happens to old comedians. Same, it's just what goes on. You just can't write new material. You had a year to prepare for this Will Smith thing. 
And what did you decide to do after that entire year of soul searching and reading and listening all about this from thousands of people talking to your friends about it? So if they're all of that soul searching, you came up with the idea, okay, Will Smith came on stage and he bitch slapped me. So I'm going to wait one year and then I'm going to bitch slap him in return. That was your one year of soul searching, looking inside yourself, thinking about what that man did, listening to what he's doing now, certainly listening to all the problems that we, we all know now and discovered that Will and, and Jada have their whole family dynamic kind of, you know, whatever going on over that in that house and their lives. It's their lives. They could do whatever they want. As long as they're happy, they're not hurting anybody, they can do whatever they want. But you decided to bitch slap him. And then also recruited a lot of other people who said, Will Smith is a bitch. Will Smith is a bitch. Will Smith is a bitch. Everybody, Charlemagne, everybody's saying all this stuff that he was a bitch. He, was he, I want to be, I want to be, I want to understand something. Why is he a bitch? Just because he went up there and he slapped you and, you know, he cold copped you and, and, and didn't cold cocked you. Didn't, he didn't, uh, uh, give you a chance to defend yourself or block him. Is that why? Or is it because he went on TV with Jada on this red table thing and she told him about her indiscretions and made him squirm. Is that why he's a bitch? Because he because he went out there and he said, let's deal with it. They both agreed. All right, listen, everybody knows about this. Let's not keep it a secret. Let's just put it out there and let people see what, 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 what we know about it and try to be honest about it. And we know they're not being honest about the whole thing. All, there's plenty of evidence out there about what goes on in their lives. But is he a bitch because he sat there and he took it from her? Hmm. Here's my take on it. This is my spin on where, where he could have gone with this. For one year, you sat and you thought about this, and, and how am I going to respond to this? And your answer was revenge after an entire year. Revenge is a dish that's best served cold. So you waited, you waited a year. Let this guy come back. Let him start doing his career. Let's, let's get him back on the scene. And then I'm going to take him down. That's really very evolved thinking. If you had come out and, and did this right away, boom, came out and said, Will Smith's a bitch, and, you know, and it just echoed the cries from everybody else that was saying how, how messed up this is what he did. I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have disagreed. Said, yeah, he's right. You know, that's messed up. But you waited a year. And your shallow ass could not come up with anything deeper than that. You couldn't find a way to find, to 
make something positive out of this. Not that there is a way, but I think there was a course you could have gone with this. Like, Will Smith's not a bad guy. I Like you said, I loved Will Smith. I thought he was cool, blah, blah, blah. You said all that on your special. You felt that. Will Smith never did anything bad to anybody that we know of. Maybe some shenanigans going on in their in their personal lives, but that's personal. You wouldn't want your shit personal out there. It's probably why you dumped out there that you cheated on your wife, so it would shortcut and nobody can talk about it. But you, Will Smith wasn't a bad guy. He had a bad moment, a really bad moment, and we all have those moments. Every single one of us has had a moment in our life where we did something so stupid, completely outside of character, that you just said, damn, I fucked up. And what do we do after it is really what matters the most. And Will Smith just, just he became a recluse and hid away trying to figure it out. What did I do? I personally would have, if I were on his, on his camp, I would have said, go back out there right now and say, I'm sorry, right away, everywhere, go on every television show you can and say, I made a mistake. This is not the way people handle themselves. And Chris Rock could have done that too, by the way, right away and said, that was wrong. But he waited a year so he can exact his revenge on Will Smith. And he laid into him. He laid into him. I'm pretty sure Will Smith tried to reach out to him at some point during this past year to make things better. But Will Smith wasn't having it because he signed a deal with Netflix. And his approach was, let me make this hardcore. Let me go hard on him. And let Will Smith know that he's a bitch. Why couldn't you have gone and taken that year and done something that would have been beneficial for everybody? Nobody thinks you're a bitch, Chris Rock. I mean, you're a little man. You're a comedian starting to get up there in age. You know, yeah, you're still making your money. But nobody thinks you're a bitch. What you could have done was let people know this is not how you act. This is not how you act. And do like a Gandhi moment here and say, I'm, you know, this is, we can't treat people this way. This is not how. Humans treat one another. They don't hit one another. And then we don't come back a year later and, and hate. Because that's all you did. You perpetuated hate. And, and you know what's going on out there in the world right now. You know what's happening out there. And you had the whole motherfucking world watching this special the other night. Okay. And you could have taken that 10 minutes 
and did something really good. Who were you trying to please when you did this? I mean, which group? Was it the black people? Was it the white people? Who, who was it? Trying to keep respect amongst the comedians? Because I saw the comments everybody made. Some of the comedians coming out there. Oh, I, I protect my man. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, we support him, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're wrong, too. There's no depth to them. It's just street shit that they're trying to say that they have. Like you tried to go straight. Is that who you are? You're not tough. Yeah, Will Smith went up there and cold cocked him, cold cocked you. Yeah, slapped you on on the, for the world to see. Well, you know what? You went back and did the same thing. You did another wrong. Why? I can't. Where was the evolution in you? That could have you could have done something great. And that's the route you took. Sensationalism. Trump, Trumpism. Man, that's my take on this. I don't hate Will Smith for what he did. But man, why do I not like Chris Rock for what he did? And by the way, you don't think all this talk about the way you, you know, the way you see women and what they are, you don't think that's wrong? I'm to more than half of your special was, you know, talking about women and, and how, you know, what all the women you can get. That's that wasn't classy at all, man. This this special was bullshit. I watched the whole thing. I actually watched his, his previous special too. I had to give me context. You had an opportunity to do something great, to do something. You know what? You could have come from a place of love, but you came from a place of hate. And in a world right now where everybody's hating on one another, Jews, blacks. Russians, Chinese, you know, I mean, there is so much hate going on out there. And here you had a, the world watching and you just perpetuated more hate. Fail. Fail. I was so disappointed. <coughs> I thought I thought it was going to be more. I really, really did. I watched this with my wife, and we were sitting there looking at each other like, man, this guy's not funny anymore. He's, he's, he's mean. He's angry. It's just, it's, it, was, it was an ugly show. Yeah, you had all your, your audience out there filled, filled with Chris Rock fans. An audience gets, Trump fills up an audience too, by the way. He can fill up an audience just like you. And the shit that comes out of his mouth, the hate that comes out of his mouth. There's no representation. There's just no representation of leaders and goodness out there anywhere anymore. When given the opportunity, this is where people go. 
Give me a microphone and I'm going to profess hate and discord. Man, I, I, you know, I would have gone a different road. You could have taken an opportunity to bring people together and then speak about this every single day somewhere else. You take this shit on the road and spread an opportunity to for forgiveness and love and to love one another. But you perpetuated hate more. It's just wrong, Pookie. It's wrong. I, I know that this is not my my commentary is not popular popular on on uh, on here. I know people. I mean, I've already heard it. it's the funniest. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. You just hope you're wishing it was funny. You almost want it to be funny, so therefore you think. I go to a lot of comedy shows where people, all the audience is laughing at jokes that are not funny because they're programmed to. I watch the Bill Maher show every week, and that audience of, of Bill Maher sycophants out there laughing, ah, it's so funny, so funny, woo, woo. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? It wasn't that funny because you're programmed to like somebody. No, Chris Rock. It was wrong. You missed an opportunity to be big, and you went small because that's where you your thoughts are small you revealed a lot about yourself who you were in that special a lot now we know who you are now what are you going to do with that it's the og middleman i'll be right back <laughs> It's the OG middleman. We're back. Um, let's get off the let's get off the Will Smith thing for a second, and let's talk about Tucker Carlson. Well, this guy is such. I, I, I want to be fair, okay. I watch him, I watch all the news, every single one of them, I watch all the popular commentators, and I watch him. He is really annoying, just, just from the face value. He is a very, very annoying uh, guy, and he didn't have a show for a long time. He, he was like a fill-in after somebody got fired. And they brought him back and it was good timing. And he, you know, he was the right guy at the right time to come back. But as we, as we all are learning now, Tucker Carlson is absolutely full of shit. How, how anybody can watch him now on TV and believe anything that he's saying is crazy. First of all, Fox News has admitted in testimony, okay, because of this Dominion voting system lawsuit against Fox News, a lot is being revealed through text messages, emails. 
what was going on behind the scenes. We didn't have this access when they were investigating Donald Trump. But because it's Dominion, it's a civil lawsuit, uh, there's a lot more access to information. And that's giving us insight into exactly what happened January 6th and all that stuff. And all that time that we were hearing from Tucker Carlson and his other cronies over there who were supporting Donald Trump and they were spouting their love for him and his support for him and how great he is going to be for America or how great he was for America. Let's just say they thought he was great. He was, he was great for America behind the scenes. It was a completely different story. Carlson wrote in one of his text messages that he hates him passionately and that he can't handle much more of this. This was a couple of days before January 6th. I hate him passionately. How about that? How about he wrote that one of his lawyers, Sidney Powell, he called her a lying fucking bitch. He agreed behind the scenes that there was no evidence of election fraud. He agreed that there was no fraud behind the scenes, but on air, he was saying the exact opposite. He torched the Trump administration. He wrote in an email or a text, we're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because we're admitting what a disaster it's been. And it's been too tough to digest. But come on, there really isn't an upside to Trump. He called Trump a demonic force. Now, he was exchanging these texts with his other fellow primetime host, Sean Kennedy, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram. And they were agreeing. It's unbelievable, the stuff that's coming out. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. More is coming. More is on the way, I assure you, as they go through thousands of pages of testimony and comments and emails and texts. <clears throat> Buckle up, because every day, you thought this release of the Twitter files um, from Musk, it, by the way, what happened to the Twitter files? <laughs> all the stuff we were, you know, all, the, all this information was going to be exposed and we were going to find all the stuff out about how um, big tech was influencing the election. Where is all that stuff? What happened? Um, it just kind of dried up. We're not hearing any of it from anybody. But we're going to hear a lot more about these pages of text coming out. It's going to be a wild ride. But how could, how could you Fox News fools watch this when, when the, the leader of Fox News and their, and their hosts have all come out and said, we're not a news show, people. We're not. We're an entertainment show. We're not here repeating the news. 
we're here giving us our opinion to entertain you. And, I, and I've always saw that. It's kind of why I, I pop around. I, I do channel surfing sometimes and I'm, I go, some, I'll go to, uh, there was a part, like an area on DirecTV or Spectrum, whatever. I'm gonna talk about DirecTV and Spectrum in a second too. Um, there was a part where, a channel uh, section where it was like 20 channels, one after the other, and they were all religious. And sometimes when I'm, I got nothing to do, I will pop in on all of them just to see what they're talking about, to see all the bullshit that they're spouting about Jesus and God and why is there, and you know, you got to sow a seed. I love it. I, I love I watch going on there and watching every single person without fail telling their, their viewers Unless you give us money, unless you do this, you're going to go to hell. You're, gonna, you're not going to get it led into heaven. <clears throat> and every single person delivers not a message of love. It's a message of fear. It's a message of fear. Going through all the Bible verses, reading the Bible, quoting scriptures, Almost all of it comes from a place of ab absolute terror, significant pain and loss. And unless you do this, this is what you can expect. And they all want money. And what's up with their fucking hair, man? Why do all these crazy evangelists have this absolutely freaky hairstyles, particularly the women? What well, do what happens to them? Bizarre. But listening to them is like listening to Fox News. Just a bunch of idiots spouting fear and, and terror and not reporting any news. Remember the National Enquirer and the World News? <clears throat> they used to sell them at the news, at the, uh, you'd always find them they're still there, I guess. You find them at the uh, checkout counter and look at the headlines. I remember when I was a kid, I'd go by, it was always Bigfoot was found, UFO lands on the White House. All this outrageous, you know, uh, headlines that grab your attention. Loch Ness Monster. And you pick up, you pick up these rags and then you go in and you see all this, um, you know, reporting about stories that celebrities had and all this crazy shit. None of it was real. They eventually got sued for a lot of money. That's Fox News. They sit every day or every week and they sit about what are we, how are we going to present this to the public today? What kind of sensationalism that we're going to get these idiots who are listening to it and following it? And believing it as truth. Supporting QAnon theories. Sharing it with people. Telling them it's the truth. That it's real. And thinking that it doesn't do any harm. Spouting more hate. Spouting more hate. I'm not saying that the Democrats are 
a lot better, but they are better. The, both the progressive or the liberal channels or the democratic channels, whatever you want to call it, they're a little better. There's still some crazies out there. Tucker Carlson is exposed. And here's the unfortunate thing about it. This is the unfortunate thing. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, Fox News might lose this lawsuit, but they're not, not going to go off the air. You can't take them off the air. They're not going to be able to pay the lawsuit. So they got to continue to make money, but advertisers are fleeing already. All you're seeing now on Fox News is Mike Lindell commercials. By the way, he's a he's a secret shot caller at Fox News now because he knows they need him. So the My Pillow guy has a lot of commercials on there and a lot of pull about what he wants. Tucker Carlson took the footage from January 6th, put it on his show and said, "Hey, look, look how nice everybody was. Look how civil and peaceful." He actually put that out there. Now, he did that, obviously, to draw attention away from the emails and texts that are now going to exposed about who he really is, about what, he, about, about what he really thought of Donald Trump. I can't wait to see what Donald Trump says about Tucker Carlson. It's going to be fascinating if he makes commentary on that. But he did that just to draw attention away from this. So he brought out these tapes and just said, look, it was all civil. It was a tourism. It was, they were, you know, sightseeing. How are people who follow him going to believe that when you see independent news stations? I mean, helicopters flying over the top of the Capitol video footage of them breaking doors and glass and you know and just spraying mace and it's just you know attacking police officers what how do I, it, you know because he has an audience because he has followers because he has sycophants who are going to believe everything that he says The Marjorie Taylor Greene fans are the same way. I don't know if she has a lot of fans. I mean, but, you know, man, she wants to be vice president. Oh, she, she bucking to be vice president. And I read an article that she may not be really being considered. Carrie Lake is the one that Trump wants. You know why Carrie Lake, why Trump would choose Carrie Lake as a running mate over Marjorie Taylor Greene? Because she's prettier. That's why. No other reason. He wants it. Because look who he hired in, in his cabinet, all the women that he hired. They were all attractive women. They weren't super brilliant, smart women. They were just attractive. Hope Hicks. You know, it's just, I mean, just the guy's a fucking moron. And you got... Idiots like Tucker Carlson promoting him and then behind the scenes telling everybody that he is a moron. He's a demonic force. But you're still drinking the Kool-Aid, aren't you, Fox people? Aren't you Trumpites?
Trumpians. You're still drinking that Kool-Aid. Well, keep paying. Keep sending your money in to him. It's gone. Your money's gone. You never get anything back. He's not going to become president again. No way. He's not going to come out of the Republican Party, that's for sure. It's impossible. He's going to run even if he's indicted. Even He even said, if I'm indicted, I'm still going to run. And there's no if. He knows he's going to get indicted. It's just going to give him another platform to yell out there, look, they gotta, they're trying to you know, arrest me. And what's he doing? Sowing the seeds of more hate. Hating the government. The people that already hate the government, he wants them to hate the government even more. Quite the America that we live in now, isn't it? Where's the where's where's our leader, man? Where is our leader? I don't I don't know where that person is. I don't see it on the Democrat side. I don't see it on the Republican side. I don't see anybody that can lead. Actually, that's not true. I do see one person. I see Governor Newsom, Governor Newsom, which I found out has dyslexia. I didn't know that. Very interesting. He can't read from a teleprompter. It's very difficult for him to read teleprompter. So this is why he, you know, he's doing a state of the. He, every, every state is required to do a state of the union address, but he's going to go out and do individual kind of little state of the union, mini state of the union speeches that he can memorize because he can't read a teleprompter. It's very difficult for him. It's pretty interesting he overcame that learning disability to become a governor. And I like what he has to say. I like his strength. He's articulate. He's, he's, he has conviction. What I like about people and leaders is people who have conviction about something and they actually believe it and do it. They get things done. Trump didn't get things done, folks. There was never a wall. I don't understand why you're still trying to support him when he didn't get anything done. He, the, the only thing he tried to do was, was end deals. Everything for him was about deals. We're going to get out of that deal. We're going to get out of NATO. We're going to get out of... Um, you know, these, tr these bad trade situations that we have with China, with China, we're going to start, you know, putting tariffs on them and taxes on them. Well, how's that working for you now? Inflation, you don't think inflation was driven a little bit by the tariffs, like it's a repercussion from that? The cost of everything went up. Those taxes, you don't think China, I mean, that's that was absurd to think that was going to work. We're getting billions from China. What if China decide, well, you're not getting it anymore? What would we do then? He made friends with Putin. Like he would have stopped Putin from, from invading Ukraine. Are you kidding me? I'm starting to go too much into Trump. I want to stay on Tucker Carlson. 
But when you even like the physical appearance of Tucker Carlson, just the look of him just conjures up feelings of this, this little mealy mouth, you know, douchey guy. He doesn't even have like a screen presence. He's just a, he's a whiny little bitch. Chris Rock should call him a bitch. He's a whiny one and he's a liar. We've all seen that he's a liar. Proven. And we're going to see Hannity was a liar. We're going to see Ingram was a liar. Behind the scenes, they're saying one thing, but to you all, you fools, they're telling you another and you believe it. Now, what are they going to say? You know, they're going to come. I didn't say that. They took it out of context. There's no context here. The, the manuscripts are verbatim. Okay, it's written down. Everything that was, every question that was asked, every answer, every email, everything is there. Nothing, it was manipulated. They can tell you it was manipulated and you'll stop, you'll probably still believe it, but it wasn't. Well, it's going to be a very interesting election cycle coming up here. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of Fox News unscathed. It's time for new personalities. And this is when new news personalities are discovered and developed. This is the time. You already see it happening on CNN, bringing out younger, prettier, smarter, uh, more energetic people. You know, first they started out on the ends of the panel. You know, they got the big desk with, we'll call it, you know, nine people, four on each side and one person in the center. He's the host. But you start to see people you've never seen before starting to become uh, political commentators on the ends. And as they start to measure each person the, and the effect that they're having on the audience, they start to push them in closer to, to the host. And you're going to start to see, this is when people make their careers. This is the time when, when political commentators are, their careers are made right now. So pay attention to the people who start ending up on these desks because you're going to start seeing people that you've never seen before. All for entertainment purposes, of course. All the news stations do it. And you're going to say, where did that person come from? I never saw this. But all of a sudden, in the middle of, you know, one of the most important, important times in American history, you know, electing a new president, new people start to come out of the woodwork who are now the smartest people in the room. And they make it on the ends. And, at the, and the, the better they look and the smarter they sound, the closer they get to the middle. Trying to discover new talent. That's how they do it. I'm interested to see who Fox News is going to pull out of the woodwork now. Or unless they're going to stick to the same old, same old. I haven't been watching all, all of them yet. Um, I haven't watched Hannity. I haven't watched Ingram. I haven't watched how they're responding to these emails and texts, what they're saying. It's going to be interesting. Be a short break. It's the OG middleman. Email me. Follow me. Follow me, man. Come on. Share this thing. OG Middleman, I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is the OG Middleman. Uh, I mentioned in the previous segment I want to talk about Spectrum and DirecTV. And I have been paying for cable 
my whole life, I've been paying for either Spectrum or DirecTV or one of the satellite services forever. It's almost because I, I did it only because it was easy. It's what I knew. I knew where the channels were. I just, it was autopilot. You move into a new place, this is the TV service you're going to get. And I guess I'm 50, I'm 58 now. And I would say I've had one of those two services my entire life. And I'm going to say my average bill going back uh, to that. So I'm going to say 30 years, I started paying, let's see, 20, so yeah, say almost 40 years. We'll say, we'll say 35 years, okay? So let's do the math on that for a second. Um, so we're going to say 200 times 12 times 35 equals, that's $84,000 over my lifetime that I paid for one of those two services. And in recent years, it's been more because there's, we have two locations now, two different services. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that probably I'm going to say close to a hundred thousand dollars. And I think over the past year we were averaging close to $7,000 a year in fucking cable bills. And yep, we got all the movie channels, full package, you know, what we found out as we were purchasing is you couldn't get like a la carte services in order to get one thing, you had to order this whole package. So they force you to order a superior package, even if you want something like ESPN. If you want ESPN, you can't get this package. You have to get this package. So they push you into the higher bracket. Smart marketing. From you, you own a business like that. You figure out a way to do it. Yeah, you're screwing people over. Yes, but it's business. Whatever. I don't care about that. We're the suckers that we're paying. We are the fools that kept paying, paying, paying. And I started to realize how much was I really using all of these stupid channels? I don't watch any reality TV. I watch the news. I watch the local news and the national news channels. Outside of that, there's nothing else. If I want to watch a movie, <clears throat> you know, we go to the streaming services and a lot of the things that we have are bundled into it. Like, um, Amazon Prime. There are services that are bundled into it that you get as you know part of the Amazon package. Hulu, you got to pay extra for. Um, you know some other services you got to pay extra for. Uh, Disney Plus, which you know not really using. Apple, you got to pay for. That's part of it. Um, but I learned, a friend of mine told me that he got rid of Spectrum and everything, and he switched over to YouTube TV. Now, I had heard YouTube TV 
was out there. I knew about it. But for some reason, it just seemed like it was an effort for me to go and learn another kind of uh, TV channel and have to learn where everything is. Like a big, that's like a really big effort. It's not, but to me it was. But just too lazy to want to go. So finally, me and my wife said, you know, what, what are we doing? This is crazy. Let's stop paying these bills. So I canceled them both. Canceling your cable bill or your direct TV bill is not an easy process. As you know, you just can't log on to your account. They will, when they sign you up, they will tell you everything that you need to do is on here. If you want to change your package, you want to upgrade your package, pay your bills, just log on to your account. Everything is done in there. Except cancel. Good luck in trying to find a way to cancel online. There's no way. They make you call in. So you call in and after you wait for a pretty long time online and they make you go through everything to verify who you are is actually you that's calling zip code, address, account number, blood type. It's ridiculous what they make you do before you even get to talk to a human being. And then of course, when the human being is on, they make you do it all over again because they know you're calling to cancel. So they want to make that process as difficult as they possibly can. So I, I got the direct TV first and got a gentleman on there and he looks at my account and says, wow, Ron, you've been with us for 10 years straight. And when he, when he said 10 years straight, I, did, I, I immediately did the math in my head and I saw the number pop up of what I was paying to DirecTV over 10 years. Um, so you know how much I was paying? I'll tell you how much I was paying. Um, $31,000 I paid to DirecTV over those 10 years. 31 grand. You've been with us 10 years, Ron. This is a really big decision for you to leave. Tell me what tell me what's going on. Well, my first thing was I I knew they were going to ask me this, so I lied. Uh, we're we're traveling and uh we don't need the service, blah blah blah. Oh, well, listen, we have the thing that you can pause it. Why don't we just go ahead and do that? You know, and when you're ready, you know, we'll pause it for what? Is 60 days good for you? I go, "No, it's we're, we never know when we're going to be around." So, it's, it's difficult. Um, we might be here. We might be somewhere else. Well, where else are you going to be? Well, I don't know. It could be in the world. Well, you know you could take this with you, right? You know, you can just get it on your phone and you can have access to all this. You know, and I said, yeah, you know, it just doesn't seem the value isn't there anymore. We don't want to really do this. Well, I'm so, I don't want you to leave. And, uh, you know, let's, let's do something to get you to stay. I'll tell you what. Let's just get you this package. And so he tells me a cheaper package. And I said, so I'm going to get everything that I'm getting right now, but I'm only going to pay that. Correct. 
well, why didn't you offer him that to me the first time? You know, if I was only going to pay $160 a month for all this stuff, maybe I wouldn't be bothering calling you right now if I had known it was that inexpensive, you know. But now I want to cancel even more. Oh, um, listen, I don't mean to offend you. Let's do this. I'll tell you what, for $89 a month, you can get all this stuff. But I, I go, no, I don't want it anymore now. I don't want your service anymore because I could have been paying almost half of what I'm paying right now all this time if I had just called to try to cancel it sooner. So you lost me as a customer. So onward we went back and forth, him trying to convince me, and clearly he's working off a script, you know, a flow chart. If the customer says this, do this. If the customer says that, do this. And onward we go for like 10 or 15 minutes until I finally said, I want to cancel my service. Let's go ahead and cancel it. And his response, well, when do you want to cancel it? Are you kidding me on the phone right now? You've had me on the phone for almost 25 minutes trying to cancel this. And now you're asking me when I want to cancel it. I want to cancel it right now. My bill is paid in full. I owe nothing. I want to end the service right now. So a half an hour it took me to cancel DirecTV. This was repeated again with Spectrum. Spectrum was even worse because so they wouldn't so apparently when I called just by some miraculous coincidence, the new billing cycle started. Oh, you're gonna have you might as well wait to cancel to the end of the month, Ron, because you gotta pay for this whole month anyway. You signed it in your contract that, you know, any part of the month it means a full month. So you might as well just keep the whole thing and keep it going, then cancel at the end of the month. Hey, wait a minute, you can't prorate this for a cup for a, two days? It's two days. How long have I been paying this bill to you guys? Oh, looks like you've been a customer for, oh my gosh, 20 something years. 20 something years I've been a customer and you're going to hold me to a one day moratorium that I can't cancel this. I have to pay for the whole month. Yeah, it's in your contract. So you know what? Cancel it. Cancel it anyway. But I want to keep, I want to keep my internet because I need my internet. Oh, well, then you're going to have to wait the whole month to cancel it then because we can't cancel just one part and we have to cancel it all. What does the TV have to do with the internet? Cancel it. Keep the internet. Well, you have to. So on and on we went. And, and, and needless to say, I was getting heated as the conversation was going on and on and on. And finally, I said, Cancel this right now, or I'm leaving everything, including the internet. I'll get my internet from somewhere else. Do you understand this? Cancel this right now. This phone is this, this phone call is being recorded, right? I said, well, by coincidence, I'm recording this phone call as well, and I was recording this phone call. That changed the tone of her voice immediately. And suddenly she decided, okay, we're going to cancel your service. And she canceled it. 
another. It took me for the two services to cancel well over an hour. Just a simple thing. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to pay for it anymore. This leads me to YouTube TV, which is $69 a month. I get all of the cable channels. All of them. And I can get it anywhere I go. On my laptop. I get it on my TV in Palm Springs. I can get it here in Westlake Village. I get it everywhere. Take it with me wherever I go. Any TV, anywhere. I'm watching it. Phone. No hassle. Download the app. You're on. So now what about the movie channels? Well, okay, like I said, my pop, my um, Prime um, subscription gets me certain channels. We have HBO Max. We have Apple TV. So they're about $10 a month. So in, in essence, my monthly cable movie bill is now down to about $110, $120 or so. Down from almost $600 per month. It's a savings of $6,000 a year. That $6,000 a year, that is going to be, um, I don't know, a vacation, a, a it could be anything. I mean, $500 a month is a car payment. So I incur, listen, navigating around UTV is not as easy as the other subscription services, you know, DirecTV or Spectrum was. It was easier on there. We only have one remote now. We only need one remote, and it's internet-based. It's not as easy to navigate, but once you figure it out, it's fine. And when you're only watching certain channels, it's even more than fine. So I encourage that all of you listening get off of cable, get off of satellite, there are other things out there like YouTube TV that are much cheaper. It's time to force these massive, massive entities that control all this to make them do something because we don't. It doesn't have to be that expensive. It doesn't. We've been being ripped off forever. And the only way that we stop ripping off is we move somewhere else. So go to YouTube TV. Trust me, better choice. You barely use it. I mean, you're not watching. I mean, I don't know what people are watching. They're not watching all these stupid channels, and and, and they're available anyway. There's still commercials. There's no DVR, so you you know you got you can't record it. I think unless you can save it somewhere. I'm not. I haven't figured that out. If you can. But there's movies on there you can rent. There's Everything is on there. You can get more apps. Everything that you want to have access to in terms of other premium subscriptions. For $4 each, you get more. It's all there. I feel liberated. I feel very liberated. Where we're not going to be liberated in is our car insurance. Because our car insurance is going to skyrocket at least 15 to 20% here in California, which is brutal because we already have expensive car insurance. 
some of the most expensive in the country. Now it's going to get even higher, and that's kind of unfair. It's unfair. I have said to for many people, I've been saying my whole life, get a little scooter, get a motorcycle, get something, you know, something that's just going to get you around to run your little errands around town. Electric bike even. Screw the car. Leave the car in the garage. Car should only be when you need to pick up something or go long distances. If you're just running to the store to get Starbucks or if you're going to go whatever, take your little bike or something and go go over there. These cars, the cars are expensive, man. Electric cars are on the way, but they're trust me, once they're all in place, you're going to start paying through the nose for that too. It's, 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 you're not going to get away from it. Car insurance is another massive ripoff. And I understand why car insurance is so expensive. It's because of all the claims that are being filed out there, the fraudulent claims that are being filed out there from personal injury um, attorneys who are ambulance chasing. It is rampant out there. Listen, it's the system. It was created. This is the way it is. Fine. Yeah, the insurance companies make a lot of money. They know how to make money. They have more than enough. More than enough. Even if they, even if the, if these personal injury attorneys didn't have, you know, this kind of easy uh, pathway to suing the insurance companies and getting paid, they would still charge you a lot. Wouldn't matter. Got to hack the system somehow. I know people out there who are hacking the system big time, <coughs> big time, making literally a living off of it. It's crazy. Following the rules sometimes isn't the best thing. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Yeah, I'm doing everything right, but oh man, there's a lot of people out there making money off breaking the rules and not, I wouldn't even say they're breaking the rules. They're just taking advantage of them. Anyway, this is the OG Middleman Podcast. I think that's my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, OG Middleman Podcast at gmail.com. And follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram comment on any of the things I post. I share it everywhere. Um, that's it. Peace and love. OG out.